Nice 95.5 KBEK. My name's Joe Keyport. Let's welcome in Jane Vandershoff, intern with the Master Gardeners. And we're talking today about cover crops as we get into fall. Jane, how's it going? It's going well. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming and chatting with me. So we're talking about cover crops. It's fall. People are looking to, you know, prep for the winter. So talk to me. Talk to me about this. Yeah. So a few of the benefits of cover crops um, suppress weed growth. You know, it kind of reduces the soil erosion. It increases soil fertility. A lot of times this year, people like to put compost or manure, and this is kind of... um, a more digestible method for the soil to get um, rather than kind of using that and tilling it in. So it's kind of a, it's a lot of things that that, uh, benefit the soil. Uh, One of the key points, too, is kind of understanding underneath the soil. So scientists are starting to get more so into the networks under the soil, if you will, or kind of pulling the blanket back there and um, getting into kind of fungal conversations. So most plants communicate underground through various species of fungi known as mycorrhizae. Um, They kind of, mycorrhizal fungi, they receive their carbohydrates from the plant host. They'll transfer nutrients from the soil to the plant, even from one plant to another. So your tomatoes could give to your basil nutrients, if you will, kind of with the companion planting concept. Uh, It also increases our plant strength to drought, stress, increases their ability to absorb water. There's a lot of benefits to it, uh, kind of jumping into fall here. Yeah. So then, so how, how do we prep the soil or what, what should people keep in mind uh, as they're looking to do something like this? Yeah. So kind of doing a living mulch uh, method or a cover crop, if you will, you can kind of rake your soil and kind of get the get the rest of your vegetables out or flower bed or kind of wherever you're putting this. And then depending on what you plan to grow next season, there are a few different types of cover crops that will benefit one over the other. Uh, for example, let's see, winter rye is pretty popular, I would say, for most people just because it is an allopathic uh, cover crop. What that means is it kind of suppresses all other weeds, as even so much where it won't allow a weed seed to germinate. Uh, so it kind of kill, kills everybody else mm-hmm. besides you know what you actually want to have. Um, so kind of, and then you're just you're spreading seed. So that would be more of a, a cool season cover crop. So you could put that out now. You know, and it'll kind of germinate through the winter, and then you do want to, you know, have your spring prep with it to kind of mow it down before it seeds, because some of those, it could go two ways. You know, it can help you, or it can uh, turn into a weed itself, so you kind of have to watch that. Uh, Is there any other kind of examples of cover crops people can use, depending on, you know, what they're looking to do, or? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's quite a few. Um, A few popular ones are oats. People will use those just to kind of add some organic matter. Um, It does decompose in the spring, so you do want to give it some time before you kind of plant some of your cold-tolerant crops like radishes, lettuce, or peas. Uh, Buckwheat's another one. That one you use in the spring, so, you know, you have a cool season and a warm season. Uh, Cool season ones, kind of skipping buckwheat, I guess, would be like a winter wheat. Mm -hmm. 
So that one grows really quickly, really good for your squashes, your pumpkins, things like that. Um, my personal favorite is Crimson Clover uh, for, for multiple reasons. One, it's, it seeds really quickly, um, and last year when I had done it, it stayed green basically all winter if there were a couple bald spots from snow. So you kind of have a little green glow out in the garden all year round, which is really pretty. And then in the spring, it um, is beautiful for the pollinators and really kind of the early pollinators gives them something to to eat, um, as well as once you kind of chop it down and let it do its mulching effect, it, it's pretty quick. So that one's really, really nice to use in that regard. A good resource I could give you um, is the book called Plant Partners, and that's by Jessica Wall- and Walliser. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but um, that's a really good resource for companion planting and just kind of making the plants work for you, mm-hmm. you know, is really what it is, is you're, you're being yeah. more efficient, having them work for you, and, and less work, I guess, is yeah. kind of the, yeah, totally. a good benefit. Is there anything else you want people to know about uh, working with cover crops? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Master Gardeners, you know, we do have our phone number out there in the community. I wish I could give that to you off the top of my head as well. Um, But if you have any other questions, the hotline there is always a great resource to call, and you'll have a Master Gardener look into your questions specifically if you, um, and you can request me as well, and I can kind of look into that or get back to you on those questions, so it's for sure. Well, awesome. Jane, I really appreciate you taking some time to uh, chat with me about cover crops here today. Yeah, thank you so much, Joe. Appreciate your time as well, and appreciate you having us. Again, that's Jane Vandershoff, an, an intern with the Isani County Master Gardeners. It's all right here for Garden Gab on Nice 95.5 KBEK.